Hey everybody, welcome back to That's right, iZombie Radio. No, we're not dead, although we're talking about the undead. And uh it's been that was cheesy. And uh there we've been we've been how many months out? I know it's been a while, but to anyone and everyone still listening to us, we are back to talk about this final season of the show. It is me, Chris King, with as always, my two co hosts, my two friends, my two bros. Blaze Hopkins and Sean Carpenter. Sean, how you doing tonight, man? I may or may not actually be dead, so we're not sure. Um, okay. Other than start that, start I'm things doing... off on a weird note. I'm loving it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm having a strange fondness for very spicy food lately, so... Um, That's just me all the time. That may just be the first sign. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, just... Uh, Glad to finally get the gang back together for one more trip around the proverbial season sun. For sure, for sure. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's good. We, this is our very own, like, our very own Scooby, Scooby iZombie gang, just like, you know, Major and, and Ravi and Liv and Peyton. Um, this is our own kind of group that we're, we're happy all to get the band back together. And uh, one of the key members of this three-man band, Mr. Blaze Hopkins, how are you doing tonight? What up? I'm chilling like Blaine in his commercials. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, a, a a beautiful, wonderful surprise that we'll get into um, as soon as we talk about the episode here. Um, but yeah, guys, I mean, first things first, we know it's been a while, uh, full transparency, we all had a lot of life changes kind of all at the same time. Um, you know, uh, Sean was moving, Blaze and I switched jobs, you know, schedules got kind of crazy. And uh, and also, to be perfectly honest, as we were kind of talking about before we started recording, there wasn't a lot of iZombie stuff to really talk about. Um, at least I'm pretty, you know, tuned, you know, tuned into the TV news, and I know Blaze and, and Sean are as well. And, I mean, I think I finally saw a trailer for this season, what, maybe two weeks before it aired? Like, it was... The promotion for this final season of the show was really... Dormant. Uh, yeah, it was It was kind of disappointing, honestly. Because um, I thought, you know, I understand it's the, the, the last go-around, and it's 13 episodes, and... You know, the CW is definitely in a in a transition phase here, where you got this ending, Jane the Virgin's ending, and then Arrow and Supernatural are, are about to end as well. Um, but I would I would like to see a little more you know a little more attention paid to to the final season of the show because while it may not be like a ratings juggernaut, I think it's been the little well, engine that could. Yes, yes, for sure. Um, yeah, and uh, but yeah, but we we are back now. We're going to be reviewing every single episode of the season, um, and just some housekeeping stuff for our schedules and our purposes here, uh, especially with Sean being out on the West Coast, Blaze and me being out on the East Coast. Uh, we're typically going typically going to record these episodes uh, like the Wednesday after the episode airs, so it airs on Thursday night. So then that next Thursday or Friday, about a week after an episode airs, you can expect to get our recap and review. Um, and our thoughts on the episode. So um, we're still figuring things out with the feed and stuff. Some things may change. You know, be on the lookout for that uh, on social media if you're following us at iZombie Radio on all the on all the platforms. 
And, uh, but yeah, and that's, you know, other than that, nothing's really changed. It's the same group. And we're just here to talk about the show again. And, uh, I guess we can, you know, without further ado, dive into it, which is the season five premiere, the final season premiere, which is, uh, I believe what titled Thug Death, right? Thug Death? Yes. Alright, and, uh, I uh, I guess I mean there was a lot going lot going on in this episode. Uh, it's definitely a different type of episode for for many reasons, but um, and we can dig into those uh, those kind of details in a second. But uh, just to to start it off, Blaze, overall thoughts of the season five premiere, the final season premiere of Eyes On. Um, so it was definitely good to be back. Um, I agree. I think that they did this show dirty with their lead-up promotion, or lack thereof. Um, overall, this episode, I would say just in general, I felt relatively whelmed by it. Um, it didn't, it didn't necessarily, like, jump out to me or blow me away, like, episodes in the past and premieres in the past. Um, but... I thought in general it was just good to be back, kind of. There were some good moments. I thought they established some uh, some good things story-wise for uh, our main characters and uh, obviously for the season ahead. But um, overall, it, it felt like a lot of kind of expositional setup to me. And um, and yeah, you know, it, it just kind of uh, was right in the middle. Yeah, kind of one of those, maybe one of those average kind of, even though it was a premiere, not necessarily that anything that was happening was filler necessarily, but it kind of felt like that filler style of episode a little bit. Um, is, is that what you're yeah, kind of like trying I to Yeah, like I said, it, it felt just like a, a very straightforward, like, setup episode. Mm-hmm, um, for sure. So, yeah. All right, uh... Cool. Uh, Sean, just real quick, uh, your your kind of first impressions, general thoughts on uh, on the season premiere. I kind of felt like it was a little overcrowded with ideas. Mind you, a lot of good ideas, but it didn't really feel like it had any one idea had room to breathe much more than a couple seconds here couple seconds there. I mean, it is a season opener, which they're kind of just trying to get everything across as quickly as possible so we know what to expect in the coming episodes. But I feel like there could have been a better way of going about it rather than just kind of cramming it all in because as we find out at the end of the episode, it's technically part one of a two-parter with the to-be-continued. Yeah, which is, I thought... Which I, which I thought was really surprising. That yes. I, I hadn't heard anything about that. Um, yeah, completely caught me off guard. And I feel like you could have taken some of the ideas from here and kind of migrated them, like plant the seeds a little bit in part one, and then in part two really start to begin to flesh out on those things. I, I, I agree with you. I feel like, um, I feel like in the past, iZombie, it's... It's always kind of felt very uh, 
when it's good, it's you know it's very dialed in and focused and kind of keeps things small scale. But I, I agree. I feel like they threw a lot out of it at us, and that's why the episode. I, I almost can't pinpoint what I liked or didn't like about it necessarily because it was a lot to digest and uh, and then yeah the fact that it was also a two-parter. I feel like in the past we've gotten some like small kind of contained stories to get us back in the flow as we see kind of like where the characters are at and uh, last night had some of those moments but uh, yeah I, I like how you put it Sean of just uh, you know feeling off in general yeah yeah it just felt and, a little crowded okay. <laughs> I think crowded's a great word and I really like what Blaze brought up about it not having the focus that iZombie does and I personally think there's two reasons for that one um, you know applaud them for trying something different but the lack of a body in this episode um, like the lack of like knowing who was murdered, right, for the case. Um, obviously, it didn't it, it, it one didn't allow Liv to eat a brain, but I think more importantly, it kind of lost that that personal touch that iZombie always has because usually like uh, Liv eats a brain and it somehow relates back to her situation, like her life currently. Or even if it doesn't, it's it's usually a pretty good episodic story, I would say. Like when when they have a brain that's just kind of goofy or fun. Like um, I think sometimes the case of the week itself is is just pretty entertaining. Um, and so I definitely felt that lacking here. And then kind of going off of that as well, I think that just the lack of Liv in general. Liv felt like a side character in this whole episode. Um, which I think, which personally upset me. Like, I just, I wanted... I feel um, like, not to interrupt yeah, go you, ahead. Chris, I feel like, um, and I feel like we talked about this, what I'm about to say, with last season a little bit. I feel like what you, what they clearly um, presented last night is sort of that this, in this final season, and uh, to an extent last season as well, Now I feel like now that they've done the zombie reveal, um, the show has shifted to, like, a worldview instead of, like, solely focused on Liv anymore. And that's sort of been a an Achilles heel or, and definitely just a downside in general. Is like, there's so much to tell about this world, and I feel like that's what they established last night, is, like, this season is going to be... They're getting right into it. It's going to be about kind of solidifying, like, what happens in the new zombie world and, like, just establishing by the end of the season, like... Alright, zombies are accepted and, you know, happily ever after, or like there's a cure. Like, I feel like it's more about kind of finalizing this world, solidifying it, and how it works. That's that's a really good point, because, like, we're talking about how it felt like a table setting premiere, mm-hmm. and it's like a, well, a world building premiere. Uh, yeah, um. and just that the conflicts all, you know, stemmed from, like, border issues and like you know clearly like racial issues against zombies and uh and it's very much just gonna be like all right we got to figure out the zombie situation and like how you know how does and and also and and re like kind of re acclimate us to a lot of these characters new roles like Mm -hmm. you know peyton's technically sort of the acting acting yeah yeah, acting mayor at this point. 
Major's in charge of Fillmore Graves. Blaine's back to being like numero uno with the with his kind of crime enterprise, and he's working with Major. Um, Sean, how do you feel like those new roles were were handled in this episode? Do you feel like you got a good sense of what um, of kind of what the new dynamics of the season are going to be, or or did you feel like it was just I don't know that they, they were just kind of checking boxes? Little of column A, little of column B, um, in the sense that, in the sense that, it really just kind of demoted Peyton to this, basically a figurehead status, uh, as Great the point. quote Great acting point. mayor, um, with Major literally being the person in charge. Um, it it just seems kind of weird to me that they just won't... They don't have, like, a cooperative dynamic between the two, given the relationship that they have. Um, I understand Major's in a lot of... He's under a lot of pressure with this new position that he really did not want. If anything from the end of season four was anything to go off of. And Peyton, to the same extent, she didn't want to get that position in the way that she did. Um, I so I think what you're bringing up, which is sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I that's think okay. what you, go ahead. What you're bringing up is such a great point where. They didn't seem to be working together, and I think that's pretty indicative of this whole episode where I feel like all, especially our, our big four, right, our, our major, Peyton, Liv, and Ravi, everyone's kind of on their own on their own little island in this episode, and the storylines don't really connect at all. Like, it feels like everyone's in their own little version of this show, and no one's on the same show, if that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of goes back to the overcrowding mm-hmm. point that I made earlier. It feels like they were trying to do four episodes in the span of one. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Like, there are great ideas that, as their own full-fledged episodes, would would be good. But here, it's just like, I see the proverbial carrot hanging from the string... But you just keep pulling it back and back anytime I get closer to it. No, for sure. So, so what? What really? What you're trying to say is, is that you just want an entire episode of of Ravi on a Thumbbreaker Barnes brain. Him just breaking glass, you know. Even just like a <laughs> ten minute montage of him just punching things, you know, just for funsies. I think I saw one of my favorite things was I think it was a review. It might have been from. The AV Club or something else, I forget. Um, but where where they said like basically this was uh, uh, Rahul's uh, like audition for a Guy Ritchie movie, like like yeah, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, like that just, tracks, like uh, uh, like just kind of like um, like over the top, like you know. British crime guy, and I just I I thought that was such a great way of 
uh, of describing it. But, uh, but Blaze, what did you think of, I mean, Robbie's brain for, you know, the Thumbbreaker Barnes brain with it being his monthlies, that's really the only brain we get in this episode. Because, again, we don't, we don't have a, a body really with this, with this case with the, with the, with the zombie, um, you know, quote unquote, like ripping the woman apart, right? Taking her out of the car and everything. Um, so, so Rob, the, the brain that Robbie was on, uh, a, a memorable one, or just okay one. What, what did you think? I thought it was a good and appropriate um, season opener. Uh, I thought it was maybe a little much at times, but um, I, you know, I feel like rarely do I do shows when I'm watching something alone make me actually laugh out loud. And that brain once or twice last night when I was watching um, got you know got me to do that and uh probably a little i think it was good you know it was bold and a lot of he got to put a lot of work in it so into it so it was a lot of fun um like i said it felt like it just felt like ah oh, it's good to be back like that's that's what last night's brain kind of uh did for me and and i did love that it, it gave us the uh the reaction from Liv when she walked in saying um i feel like i just watched the Gollum smeagol scene from two towers that that line that was one of my favorite lines from from the whole premiere um simple but good and uh yeah and uh, and and sean overall you you were a fan yeah i mean i'm always a fan of the goofier brains if i'm being honest despite this episode having more of a serious sort of feel to it, it he definitely played it real well and it it's just it, it's kind of refreshing to see the brain take full control again because live is live and major are basically used to whatever nonsense they get handed their way uh, especially with live having to do it basically once a week every week. But most, so you like so you you like that it took over. Well, we hadn't seen it in a while. Okay. Oh, so just just from like a okay, this was nice, like a kind of refreshing thing, like you said, because it it hadn't been done in a while. But I get I guess my question is for you, Sean, and then I guess just for 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 kind of Blaze as well. My that's my only my only thing with um with I Zombie is I feel like the show and we've. We've, I think we've beaten this topic to death, so we don't have to go, I guess, too far down the rabbit hole. <laughs> um, I, I just don't... The show, depending on the week, decides how much like it wants the brain to have control. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, And that's the one thing about it in later seasons, where I'm like... I feel like it, they're just kind of... They're, they're choosing it on the fly. And so this, they were like, Ah, we want Raul to be able to go out and have a freaking blast. So he's gonna, you know... Um, so Robbie's going to be totally, you know, to- have totally no control to the point where, uh, what's her name? Was it Dr. I have it in my notes. Dr. Collier, um, the, the new doctor who, who figures out that it's the, the Frey, uh, the Freylich brains that are the cure. Like when he's initially talking to her, it's like, he literally can't stop himself from going full Guy Ritchie movie. And I don't know, 
I don't know how much it worked for me there. Like, I loved the moments when he was, like, getting jealous about, with, like, uh, with Johnny Frost and Peyton. Like, that felt real to me because I feel like, okay, he's angry and, like, and, like, jealous. It would manifest itself in that way. But I don't know if all the, all the moments worked for me fully. But that was, that maybe that's, maybe that's just me being too nitpicky. Yeah, I, um, I didn't mind it for the first episode. Um, I, I just thought, you know, I, I appreciate those brains. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was interesting, I guess, how much it took over him when he was, like, literally fighting, like, a Jekyll and Hyde or, like, Hulk-esque monster, you know, to, to get serious for a second. But, um, yeah, for me, it didn't kind of take away too much. I, I thought it was a blast to, like, kick things off with. Okay. Uh, and, and obviously, I think Sean, Sean seems to agree with you there. Well, then, what about, and that was, like, that was, that was a lot of the source of the comic relief in the episode. Like, Sean said, it was a, it was a mainly serious episode. Um, but what were some of your other... What were some of your other guys' favorite comedy moments from the episode? I, I had a couple more marked down here, but I'd like to hear if what, what you guys kind of kind of laughed at. Uh, if there was anything that really stood out to you, I think Blaze already kind of hinted at it a little bit with Blaine's commercials. But. <laughs> oh God, those commercials! Ugh. Those I I groaned and laughed at the same time. Just. Uh, it was ridiculous, but so Blaine. That that was the introduction of those. With again, this was I think the first moment of the episode that got me to laugh out loud was when <laughs> the commercial came on, and then I think it's Robbie's like basically just like s- skip them, and they're like we can't. It makes you watch the whole thing, and he like punches the <laughs> the. Uh, eventually punches <laughs> yeah. the uh, wh- whatever's the... framed on the wall like the metals or yeah. I forget what oh, they yeah. were Embazio's office yeah yeah just like that whole sequence in it like leading up to that moment yeah it was that was great I also I loved uh, the small moment when I, I guess it's the guy who's, whose girlfriend they, it's the body they eventually find but when he he's like freaking out and, and and Clive goes like, you know, can we get you a coffee? And like I guess I was kind of hoping for a latte. And Clive's reaction is just Seattle. <laughs> it made me. Do you think we have a latte machine in the office? Do we make yeah. enough money to afford one? Like I just it was just such a perfect Clive reaction. Like between that, him like struggling to try to find the uh, the the salted like dark chocolate for, for pregnant Basio, which Basio's pregnant, woohoo! Uh, yeah. The cure worked! Yeah, yeah, it, yep. It, it, cure definitely worked, and I, I'm I'm actually really glad that's, like, one of the things with this, like, because we don't know exactly how long of a time jump it was, but with this time jump that, like, we ended last season with Liv giving Clive and Basio the chance to, like, start a family, and I'm glad it's, like, I'm glad the writers are like, we know it's the final season, we know that you guys want to see this, we know that Clive deserves this, we're, we're doing it. Um, 
What did you guys? Th- were you guys happy? You guys are happy to see Bazio pregnant. I'm assuming. Oh yeah. Yeah, I felt Big like it was. Time. I felt like it was one of the things where, like you said, um, there are certain stories and certain things that I hope like they'll just give us the happy ending for this being one of them, and uh, so far so good. I thought it was. Uh, it, it feels it's been a long time coming. Definitely, definitely. And then, I guess my, like, my last main thing that I wanted to touch on, like, especially regarding developments from things that happened at the end of last season, um, and and I feel like these two storylines kind of tie in together, which is, one, Liv Liv being Renegade now, the new Renegade, um, and, like, what we thought, what we thought of, like, how that kind of, how that operation was presented in this episode, if we liked it or, or not, especially with the, uh, the the kid with the the foster kid with the brain tumor trying to get bring the two girls across, and then in contrast to that as well, something that I think is going to be causing a lot of issues for, for for obviously for Major, but but for Liv as well, um, is this introduction of uh, Dolly Durkins, the head of uh, <laughs> the head of Chicks, uh, concerned humans imposing common sense. Hmm. Um, <laughs> which is so perfectly the, uh, the name is so perfectly I zombie. Um, but yeah, I, I guess like do we do we see? I mean, Dolly gets this dude to essentially he's a suicide bomb. She's doing some domestic terrorism on the on the side. Ser- seriously, um, and 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 we haven't, and that's something that kind of is carrying over from. From the from the recent seasons of uh, and now their names are escaping me. Uh, God, who were who was the bat? Who was the group? The group of human terrorists. Um, uh, uh, I know. I had it written down and I somehow got deleted. Uh, well, I'm a I'm a oh. bad I zombie review. Uh, the five, dead enders. The five rings. Dead enders. Thank you. Thank you. Is is so. And we and we saw Liv having to really go face to face with the Dead Enders before. Do we do we expect, especially with her in the new new role as Renegade, like because like we know Major's cool with what she's doing. We know that from the end of last season. So is the conflict that they're setting up? Is it Liv versus? Is it Liv versus Chicks? Liv versus <laughs> Liv versus versus Dolly. Uh, I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? Because I think these two storylines really are going to end up tying together. Uh, before the season's over. Yeah, I I have a good I have a strong feeling that unless a cure miraculously comes by the end of the season, which eh, may or may not happen, won't won't give credence to one way or the other. Um, it's definitely going to end in some very unfun bloodshed. I mean, it already has, but, you know, more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I think, I'm, I'm curious to see kind of what the next uh, thing they present is. I, I agree, I feel like it's leading, like I was saying earlier uh, in our discussion, I feel like a lot of the show's conflicts and uh, kind of main event are going to be just world-focused. Um, so I feel like it's going to lead to this this big mess of uh, 
that just revolves around this human versus zombie conflict. Um, I hope that, I mean, I'm really curious to see kind of like how far this woman, you said her name's Dolly, right? Chris? Yeah, yeah. Dolly. At first, I wrote my book said it was Susie, and I went back in the episode and I got it down. I was like, oh, it's Dolly. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I'm curious kind of like how far her character's going to go or kind of like what, you know, type of a mastermind she is, I guess. So uh, I'm curious about that. But, yeah, I think that it's definitely going to tie in. And um, we'll see. We'll see kind of like how, I guess, uh, like air quotes around this, like, big bad she actually is or if she'll just be like, uh, you know, obviously the main individual antagonist, but, um, but kind of like how she... What is her impact and influence in this new new Seattle and everything? Um, so I'm I'm curious. I thought it was very intriguing. I was very surprised, um, just the by the her leading the explosion and like setting up these suicide bombs mm-hmm. and everything. I thought that was pretty intense to begin with. So I yeah, I agree with you, because, like, when she's first introduced, do you think she's going to be a lot of huffing and puffing, but none of the actual blowing down the house? Um, you know, like, you think it's, like, you think she's just going to be this mouthpiece, and that she's not really going to be that much of a threat, and then, you know, you see just how far she's willing to go to, uh, to, uh, to take down zombies, and I do wonder if she's doing this on her own accord, if there's someone else who we haven't met yet who's kind of pulling the strings... Yeah, um, that's exactly, that's sort of, I, I could, I just, I don't really have a yeah. lock on her yet, I guess. I'll be curious to see how big they're going to make her. For sure. I, I do, I will say, though, I mean, I'm, I, I, I again, as as we've been saying, as Sean really greatly pointed out at the start, it was an overcrowded episode, and I would have liked some more time to really sit with the, the suicide bombing moment. Like, I honestly feel like as, that, again, as Sean, Sean's kind of hinted at, that could have almost been like an episode in and of itself. Um, the reaction to that, um, but I'm really curious to see how it carries over into next week, and if there's going to be some some kind of uh, some response from Major and and and, and company. Something else. Yeah, that I thought, Graves. Something else. Um, I, sorry, really quick, just because you jogged my memory. Something else I'm very curious to see is um, is sort of Major's how major is as a leader in this in these types of situations because i thought that in that scene two things that stuck out to me is that a the reason they they leave you know that they're not luckily not at the blast site um is because major's basically like well, let's let's go see if we should like rough these guys up like that are messing with zombies you know and there's there's a lot of conflict in the group of like oh, we should go, like, teach him a lesson, and, like, and then the other guy's, like, if they were doing something illegal, or, like, kind of, like, we're policemen, and it's, like, are they this kind of, like, force to back zombies, or are they, you know, are they being the neutral law in New Seattle, and, um, and more importantly, like, how will Major's um, responses and reactions to everything that it will eventually unfold this season. Um, you know, what, what will that, what will his leadership be like and what, what are the decisions that he's going to make as opposed to, uh, the other members of the group? 
And will he be a better leader than Chase Graves, or will he end yeah. up becoming Chase Graves? Well, ex- because, yeah. Exactly, because I think that they the, position, rid of the, the, the position they're going to put him in, major in, is he's going to. I think when you know, crap starts hitting the fan, he's just going to realize that he is sort of like the leading representative of. Uh, he's the face of zombies, essentially, just like Chase was, and it's like I feel like. In their situation, they they do kind of represent and protect and uh, mean more to the zombie people and culture and everything. So I, I feel like that'll be a very interesting thing to navigate. For sure. Um, Sean, did you have anything to add? Or I just really don't want him to become Chase Graves. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like majors. I, I don't think he will. Major is such like a marshmallow that like I I need at least one person to make it out of this final season and not become a complete and utter evil human being. <laughs> Just one. I feel like in general my best like way to sum up the feelings of uh, I think like what they're doing with this season and and all of this would be like if if last season was just seeing the birth of New Seattle or like New Seattle 1.0 this will be like okay we all the like radical bs you know that we did to get established and get everybody kind of like back on track and in order um like they've eliminated the stuff that didn't work and now we're going to see okay here's round 2 how can how can our our heroes do now that they're in the power positions yeah yeah if if last season was about establishing new seattle this is about establishing our main players as as really the leaders of New Seattle mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, that's a great point. Um, my final, just final two things I want to bring up here, and then I mean I, that's really all I have to discuss. Just thoughts, either of you, on Blaine, you know, kidnapping the border agents. He kills one of them. Um, is there going to be any consequences of that, or is that just showing again the lengths Blaine will go to to you know, to make money, to get his brain business continuing, you know. And and lastly, uh, Dr. Collier, uh, who's the new doctor introduced, who's, I believe she's in Tacoma, yeah? I believe that's where she is. I mean, I think she's she's obviously not in Seattle, but I think she's at the Tacoma office, um, if I'm Either not Either that or Atlanta, because I think it cut away to Atlanta Oh, okay, in the episode. Because okay. that's where the CDC is located. Is that is she part of the... Okay. Yes, I was, she I just, is. But, but, like, I meant... I just was thinking back when we met Robbie's, like, old co-worker, because they talked about when he got fired. Yeah. So, I thought that was in Washington, but... i be honest with you, I'd have to go back to that episode of the show. Yeah. So, um, I remember my girlfriend and I having a conversation about the whole... CDC being located in Atlanta, we find out because of The Walking Dead, this, that, and the other, because we looked at each other yeah. when it panned over to CDC in Atlanta, it literally said on the screen, I think, for a second, Atlanta, Georgia, or something along the lines of that, and we looked at each other and went, that's weird, wasn't expecting them to leave Seattle anytime soon, and then we got talking about how the CDC is centered in Atlanta, this, that, and the other, and bada-bing, bada-boom. 
She could have moved to the uh, Tacoma office after her initial nah, but, introduction. Nah, I probably it would no because her initial introduction was with I thought was the guy that Robbie was like uh, uh, butting heads with. But no, nah, if you pick that up, that's awesome. I, I must have missed that upon my first uh, upon my first watch. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess either of those storylines. I mean, we we don't have to we don't have to say much about either of them if you guys want to wait and see how they play out, but. Because I think I think Dr. Collier, I think just as Sean was saying, if we're gonna if we're gonna get a cure to zombieism by the end of the season, I think she's the key. I think she yeah. and Robbie together are the key. Yeah. She, I I have big big feelings about it being the two of the greatest minds on this show, kind of figuring it out. Definitely. Blaze, any thoughts on her introduction or what Blaine's up to or what I really want to get both your thoughts on, the fact that Johnny Frost has his own show called Frostbites and it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Genius. <but> Genius. <laughs> um, I feel and like creepy behavior towards me. Um, yeah, I'm really curious to see kind of, like, what she'll bring to the table as a character, and a, a new character, specifically in the, um, Cure storyline. Um, you know, do you think she ever, I guess, I'm curious, do you think she ever, do, do they hit a point where they need to kind of, like, meet or connect in person, and she yep. actually comes, right? Yep. Like, um, they do. Yep. I think that'll be really interesting, and... So yeah, that I mean I don't I I feel like I don't have much more to say about that. I just think it'll be really interesting. Um, I I liked her introduction for the most part. I thought it was interesting how she uh, was sort of on the fence about her discovery and just having to weigh that, you know. Um, I so I like that. Uh, you know that was how her character got introduced, just having to make that choice, kind of be level-headed enough to realize the stakes of everything, and then, um, and then, yeah, just seeing kind of where that will go, especially because of how it will start with them, uh, remotely working together, uh, and just kind of, like, the advances they can make, and how they'll sort of tie that time together, uh, and then as for Blaine, same thing, it's, I, I'm cur- I want to know, I'm just, like, we, what's it leading to? Like, what's the bigger picture? Because there's always the the bigger mm-hmm. angle. There's always more to the story with what he's doing, and uh, so that you know. The end goal is obviously more commercials. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I, I find it, you know, I like what they're setting up. Um, I also like. I also want to establish that I, I like that they are immediately establishing in this season that it's just 100% like pure evil Blaine back to his like sneaky BSing charming ways um I think that'll be I agree with that they're just not gonna I think I thought they were very clear in like he's he's full back to classic Blaine OG Blaine and like they're not for the final season they're not messing with that so Yeah, no, I agree. I I love that, and I love that Blaine's back to to being the villain that he's just always been best at. Um, and I also really like to one thing I want to say about the Doctor uh, 
Dr. Collier uh, storyline with Ravi. I did like how with him, uh, with, with specifically with Ravi having making the case uh, for the kids with the Freilich uh, uh, syndrome, um, how it did kind of bring us back to, to Isabel, who was such a big part of last season, and and that that's you know, yes, Ravi is 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 doing this for all kids who have the who have the disease, uh, but um, the, just the fact that. You, you know when he's fighting for those kids, you know exactly who he's thinking of, and he's thinking of her. And uh, I thought that added a nice kind of like uh, emotional uh, kind of punch to, to that epi- to that storyline. Kind of kind of raised the emotional stakes of it, for sure. Um, yeah, I thought that it was but, nice uh, to see just like her presence kind of having such a lasting impact um and it stood out to me just thinking back to character even characters like drake and lowell and stuff who are all great in their own right they're almost you know like to me they're kind of there's such an afterthought at this point whereas for her it was like never forgot about her and like happy that they're you know they're showing the the value and just like how important she was and how great she was and you know how connected they all were like you said it was a good emotional punch for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, and and with that, I think we're pretty much going to wrap up here, guys. I just wanted to do one th- fun thing I pitched to, to Blaze and Sean before we started the show was uh, us giving one thing we either exp- are, are like predicting we'll see this season or one thing we want to see. So either a hope or a prediction. Each one of us, we just can only choose one. And we're going to say it now after this first episode, and we'll check, we'll check back 12 episodes from now and see if, you know, what we wanted happened, what we thought was going to happen occurred. Um, Sean, I will give you first dibs to, uh, to throw out your prediction or, uh, or, your, or your one hope, your one want for the season. By the end of this, Bazio will have the kid, and it will be a girl, and they will name her Olivia. Ah, okay. I have a strange feeling. Like, it it leads into a bigger thing, and I feel like something big is going to happen by the end of the season. I don't want to say anything, because, like, I don't want to steal any thunder from anyone else who thinks it might be something crazy. But if things go the way I think they're going, it would make sense thematically. All right. I dig it. I dig that prediction. Um, Blaze? I think that by the end of the show uh, and this season that uh, Blaine will be killed. Damn it! (laughs) (laughs) See, this is why I went with... That's why I went with something completely off the wall. (laughs) I got, I got another one in my back pocket. I got another one in my back pocket. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, it was me. Uh, just... po- yeah, go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. No, 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 no. It was mainly because what? I want to hear what you're going to say. Um, I love Blaine. He, he might be, he's an amazing character. But at the end of the day, can't forget anything he has done since season one of the show. And, you know, it's been fun watching him live like a king and kind of live as the king of this underbelly now 
doing commercials, you know, and living in an incredible house. But I just, I'd love to see him kind of go down. I feel like he deserves it, and it would be, I was running through my mind a lot who would do it, kind of, and I could see every character <laughs> somehow being involved and, like, getting a final say with That's him. That's an Follow-up question. You have to choose one, though. You have to choose one who's going to do it. <laughs> um, Who kills Blaine? Liv. Ooh. Okay. Sean? Okay. Sean, Blaine dies. Who kills him? Oh, go ahead, Blaze. If you wanted to explain it more, I'm down for that, too. Go, go ahead and explain this it while I think Blaine, about it. This MFR started it all. Back to the boat party. So, I just feel like Liv, like... Good point. Liv has been at the center of everything, mm. and the center of, like, the pain, you know? Even, even like, we'll, we'll say, like... Uh, just, yeah, he's he's always involved in everything, and he's always on the, the bad side, so... I think it just all ties back to Liv, and how he affects her, and then, like, how that has leached out. Okay, I like it. Sean? Okay. I haven't... Uh, yeah. I'm torn between two if it's not Liv. Um, you can only choose one. I will not be thwarted again and have my pick this whole <laughs> Okay. I'm going to go with Major. God damn it! <laughs> Okay, fine. <laughs> My other choice, I'm going to flip it so that way you no, can talk no, about no, the blade. No, 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 talk about it, talk about it. I have another one. Okay. I have another one. Go. Okay. With Major, it it's kind of his way of avenging Liv. And also avenging himself because he's kind of the reason why... Major's a zombie as well. Like, it's kind of his fault that all of this was set into motion in the first place. And Major just wants things to go back to normal. And at this point, if everyone becomes a zombie, or if everyone gets cured, or if they all just die, the status quo should go back to the way it was. And he's working on, on the way to get there. But... If everyone gets cured, they don't need Blaine anymore. They don't need brains. They don't need him anymore. Yeah. And he will have outlived his usefulness. That's why. So that's why Good I think point. it's going to be Liv too. Is just because I could see Blaine basically trying to sabotage or, you know, like doing what if they finally oh, yeah. stumble upon a cure, it coming down to like him trying to stop it and I just feel like that is something where like to live it'd be crossing the line yeah I mean he stole the cure last time yep and he still has eh, a number of vials left so I have a strange prediction for that now that I just thought of that but I will talk about that another day uh, he's he's basically just outlived his usefulness once the zombies are gone. 
he's probably going to be the last one, and he's going to try to get people back as zombies, knowing full well that this is the way he goes out, and Major's going to be the one to put a stop to it. Okay! I dig it. I dig it. Um, so, yeah, that's why I would have chosen Major. Um, but, uh, but, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll choose Ravi as my dark horse. As, like, that <laughs> Ravi was my other choice. <laughs> yeah, Ravi, Ravi as my dark horse, uh, love triangle thing. Uh, him kind of just putting Blaine totally behind him and, and, and offing him that way. Um, but that will also means uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give two. I know we only said one, but I'm gonna give two predictions just because I feel like I I, I need to at this point. Um, one is that Ravi and Peyton will be like engaged at the very least by the end of the series, um, if not full blown married, but that they will be engaged. Uh, and so that's my happier one. And my uh, my bold sad prediction is. Uh, Either live or major will will not survive the series. That's what I think. I think one of them's going down for good. I don't think, I don't think we're getting live and major happy ever after. I think live either dies heroically somehow or major does. I just, I just, I can't see them both riding off into the sunset together happy. Um, yeah, no, too much. So it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't feel like they have the happy ending in the cards. I agree. I think so. On what I was thinking about that too, and on one hand, again, I feel like it would it would feel kind of if done correctly appropriate for Liv to go down just because of a everything she's been involved with from like the renegade the recent renegade side of things and just that you know we've this show has sort of been about her life as a zombie so like we started with her birth as a zombie essentially and uh it would make sense to me again if done right for the show to end with uh the death of her life as a zombie um mm, so kind of full circle yeah. poetic and then for Major, yeah. I also feel like the fact that Justin was brought back and is staying around, like, I could see that being a alternative happy ending for Liv, but they both lose Major. Yeah, yeah. good point. Yeah. Take that for what you I want. I just feel but... like, and I just feel like also from... No, 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 I, I like that idea, and I also just feel like... I feel like we haven't lost any of the, the Major for lack of a better word, characters, like the main characters on the show, like we haven't really lost any. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like this is the type of show that likes to raise the stakes and that can be bold. I mean, I between, you know, what they did at the end of season two to at the end of season three, um, you know, filling in the whole world on zombies. Like, this show swings for the fences a lot of times, and... I could see them doing that by uh, by killing off a, a core member of the group in this final season, um, and I think it's def- it's got to be it's got to be Liver Major. Um, but that is a prediction. We'll figure it out if it happens over the next twelve episodes. Thankfully, we have twelve episodes to see you know how it transpires, and I think we're gonna I think I can speak for all of us here that we're you know excited for each one and that we're gonna savor each one because. Um, 
you know, this this has been one of, I think one of my favorite shows of, in recent years, and it's been a pleasure being able to talk to to these two guys about it for a while. But uh, but uh, before we end this first episode, our, our premiere episode, our final premiere episode here of iZombie Radio, um, I want to give both Sean and Blaze a chance uh, to tell you where they can find you on the interweb. So Sean, you want to kick us off? Sure, sure. Uh, Twitter at Snarky Sean. There you'll find my links to everything else under the sun. My Marvel Report stuff. Whenever that actually happens again, it's a work in progress, folks. But with Avengers Academy being non-existent anymore, I'm left without something to talk about on the regular with Marvel stuff. But you know, delicious flavor, geekishly toku. Both of those are coming back in some way, shape, or form very soon as well. So, there we go. Awesome. And Blaze? Um, yeah, I mean, pretty much just uh, find me on Twitter, at Blaze Hopkins. And, uh, yeah, I pop in from time to time. I talk a lot about the, uh, the NBA playoffs, so go Sixers. Let's go Sixers. Uh <laughs> I just, I'm just after, after last <laughs> night, I'm just, anyway. Uh, but, uh, not, not, I'm not going to act like I've, I've been watching every game this season, but still, that was, that was rough. But, um, yeah, and you guys can find me at Twitter, at CKinger13. Um, I don't have too much going on right now. I, I started my own WordPress. Uh, it's still very much a work in progress, but it's CKinger13.wordpress.com. Um, I'm mainly just blogging and doing reviews of Arrow and iZombie. Uh, my iZombie review and Arrow reviews this week uh, are going to be really late. My like my I still haven't posted my review of the premiere of iZombie yet, just because uh, I'm in grad school and I had a screenplay due this week, and just between that and work, it was kind of hectic. But uh, especially in the coming weeks, you can expect regular reviews there, uh, hopefully in a more timely fashion. Um, but the best place to find anything and everything I'm doing is just follow me on Twitter at seekinger 13 and uh, yeah, and uh, and then if you guys want to follow podcast, I swear we still have a Twitter account, and I swear I still post on it from very time to time. Um, it's uh, at iZombie Radio uh, on Twitter, and then at iZombie Radio on Facebook as well, or just type in iZombie Radio into the short into the search bar, uh, will show up. Um, we'll be back trying to post on those again soon now that we're back in full swing here. Um, and, uh, and that's the best place too. If you want to reach out to one of us and you don't want to, and you don't want to contact us on our personal Twitter, just message us on either of those accounts, Facebook or Twitter, iZombie Radio. Um, and as always guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. We're happy you're here to kind of take this final ride with us for the final season and we will see you all next time. Bye-bye.